Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And now. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. Where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm okay. Uh, a bit chilly out in the car tonight, but um, I'm <laughs> sure I'm warm up as we start talking. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that this morning because my, my truck heater decided it was going to turn off through the night and I woke up and it was absolutely freezing. I couldn't be bothered <laughs> to get out of bed. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've had, what, a couple of days off now since Bulls' last game? Time to sort of re, like regroup, refresh, and uh, get over what was a pretty devastating road trip, really. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope the players can do the same thing and uh, regroup and, and get it back on track. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm, I'm not used to these full night sleep. No, no, they're, they're certainly messing with your brain, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> your body starts thinking, oh, this is what life could be like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. T- took me out of the zone a little bit, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously we last recorded Thursday after that Suns, whatever that was against Suns, didn't we? So, yeah. Um, we had two games since. Warriors, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. Um, and then Kings, Sunday night. And... As I kind of expected on the last episode, we lost them both. Yep. And obviously, first up, Warriors, we went down 111-119. And the scoreline flatters the balls a little bit. Obviously, yeah, we're not going to go too does. deep on it because everyone's seen it, talked about it, and moved on from it. So. Yeah, to me that's a flattering scoreline for the Bulls. We didn't didn't look like we were going to be anywhere near that. Well, certainly not at the half time point. Anyway, I mean, 
it was messy. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously the Kings game again, one hundred one, one ten loss. Maybe a little bit of a closer game, but still ultimately not got it done. No. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't want to go too deep on them because they're just depressing, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything to say on either of them before we throw it to the Pogog Dogs. Uh, no, just I thought that the the Golden State Warriors game, we made a kind of almost like a, a ninja-like um, attempt to take the game off them. Uh, the bench did a good job. Um, against their bench and then uh, unfortunately it just wasn't enough yeah I mean once we've got the Pockhog dogs out of the way I've got a few um, few little things that I've noticed from both games to to highlight okay see if you noticed them okay so we'll run through the Pog dog hogs then and get them out of the way yeah uh, okay so for the Golden State game player of the game as voted in the live threads was Vooch um, yeah I'm still happy to stick with Vooch. 23 points, 11 rebounds, one assist and three steals. Um, certainly the best of our uh, starters, I thought. And... Yes. I mean, one thing that obviously I forgot to mention before is Billy changed the starting lineups as well, didn't he? He did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he um... dropped P-Will and he dropped Io and brought in AC and Javante. And obviously, P. Will came back for the Kings game due to Javante being out injured. You know. Aye. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, yeah. So, the question is, was, you know, was that a good move? Was that a bad move? And I don't know whether you want to get into that or not. But, um, yeah, that is one of the things I've got to sort okay. of highlight after it. So, we'll hold on to that. So, um, so the disappointment of the game, uh, I mean, apart from obviously the loss and certainly the first half performance, um, my disappointment that the game was um, Steph Curry not being allowed, in inverted commas, to foul out. <laughs> um, yeah. For anyone that watched the game, or I'm sure it was probably glazed over in the highlights, but at the end of the game, it, it was very much a what could have been a turning point play. And um, Steph, stretch. yep. Steph was uh, after after a review. It was decided that it wasn't his sixth foul, so he was allowed to stay on. And uh, not only that, it took the points away from Zach, and uh, ended up um, ultimately, I think, being the catalyst for the for the end of the game, swinging in Golden State's favour. Yeah, and on the review, it actually looked like it was Draymond Green that fouled him. Yeah, and he was the one that called for the review. Yeah. Uh, Either way, it looked like it was still a foul. Yeah. Even if Steph stayed on the court, um, <laughs> you know, we shouldn't have been docked the points and it should have been an additional shot as well. But. And it's all about that changing the flow and all that stuff as well, again, isn't it? So, uh, it is, very much. What about you? Have you a uh, specific disappointment? Yeah, I'm not going to dwell too much on it because it's something I want to talk about afterwards, but the big three not clicking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or our big three not clicking. Yeah. I know we'll give Vooch player of the game, but that kind of sums it up how nobody else was, or the, the players you expect to get it done, didn't. Yeah. Which, again, like I said, I'll get into afterwards. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so then the highlight of the game, have you any highlight that stands out for you? Yeah, I think it was in the second quarter. Um, can't really remember. Damar sort of spins in the paint, goes up like he's going for a layup, and then kicks it out to Ayo, who ended up hitting his one and only three of yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. And um, threes were in short supply. So, yeah, <laughs> see why that stands yeah. out. Um, <laughs> for me, like I said, it was the uh, the ninja-esque comeback. I mean, it was literally a case of, oh, this, this game's put to bed. and Oh, hang on a minute, we're still in it. You know, yeah. it kind of it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Anyway, I you know I know we said it at the time. It was like, well, okay, hang on, we're actually in this game. <laughs> um, still not entirely sure how, but somehow, somehow they managed to uh, to get their their claws into it a little bit and and give us a bit of false hope. Yeah. Uh, and so that's about it, really. So I don't know. Do you want to move on to the other game, or do you want to pull out a few points on this game? Uh, no, the, the points I've got kind of cover both of them. So. Right. So, Sacramento. Um, yeah. Light the beam. Light the beam. I tell you, I spent at least two or three minutes thinking they were shouting for Zach Levine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Maybe it's like, something that eventually we can do. Maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> to be fair... To be fair to him, Zach finally, finally had himself a game. Yeah. But unfortunately... It's kind of like my... Everything on my pog hog dogs with this one, to be fair. Yeah. He he was the only man wearing a Bulls jersey that had a game. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you give it away there. He got the, the pog, didn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Player of the game, uh, 41 points, eight rebounds, two assists and four steals. Uh, absolutely standout player of the game. Both no ends of the court as well, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, he was putting the off, uh, offense in, but he was also putting the, um, the defensive effort in too. Well, four steals shows that, doesn't it? So, like yeah, I say, four steals me, and eight that's rebounds. A, that's an energy stat. Yeah, but the, the thing that really stands out to me is after a game like that for Zach... To see only two turnovers and one foul is pretty impressive because normally yeah. if Zach's that involved, he's looking at at least four or five yeah, fouls and normally yeah, and about six turnovers. Out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was impressed that he managed to kind of have a, a, a clean game too. Yeah. You know. So the disappointment of the game, uh, for me, I just wrote everyone else. Yeah, well, mine was the rest of the team. There you go. Uh, he he <laughs> literally was all, playing on it? his own, like. Yeah. But uh, um, like I say that kind of leads to the disappointment, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. Same as when Demar goes off for forty-plus game, we lose because yeah. nobody else turns up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And all he needed, he just needed someone to come with him. Demar to his. Shots. Anyone? Oh no, Demar was poor. <laughs> um, what was Demar? He was six of eighteen from the field, and yeah. that's that's all mid range or under the ring because he took no three point shots. Yeah. So that that is well below par for Demar. Oh, that rhymes. <laughs> um, 
highlight of the game then? Uh, well, I suppose Zach being back and attacking the rim and shooting well. The whole round game for Zach was was great, but to pull out one particular effort was his. It was almost like something from Two K, where he does this. Uh, <laughs> I know exactly what gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> he does this turnaround three point jump shot thing. Yeah, and that that was mine as well. Yeah, I mean it, it was superb. When I saw him doing it, I was like, oh, "What are you doing? You're not set." Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so any other time you don't want him taking it, but no, I don't know. He was just on it when he so... he was. He was in the zone. He was. He was. So, yeah, so, that's it. So, like I say, we didn't want to go too deep in them, but a few sort of things that I sort of picked out from them were covered kind of both games, really. First, like I say, I forgot to mention it at the start about the fact that Caruso and Javante started against Warriors and then Caruso started against uh, Kings with P. Will back in the lineup. Yeah. Now, the, obviously, the question there is, well, that was that was a question right back in the off season. Who gets to start first and foremost at the point, and then secondly, it become who's getting the start at the forward, isn't it? Yeah. So why twenty? What are we twenty three games in now? Are we asking the same question again? Yeah. It's just, yeah. And to me, Caruso's shown why he doesn't get the start. Because he can't score? (laughs) Yeah. He got two points against Warriors and no points against Kings. And if he's coming off the bench and doing that, then that's fine. But when your big three aren't clicking and they're not exactly putting up points you need your other starters to be putting up points, don't you? Yes, you do. You know, somewhere. You know, P. Will, not a prolific point scorer. No. Javante can be. He can go off and get you 15, 20 points just by being Javante. But more than likely, he's going to end up around, what, 8 to 10? Yeah. That's not ideal either. Now, there might be eight or ten exciting points, but there's still only eight or ten. Yeah. So, it kind of leads oh, leads me to ask you, who do you think should get the start? Now, we're, you know, we're back at this point again. Who gets it? And I quickly throw it back to whenever I said, to me, Io and P. Will shouldn't be on the starting lineup together. Okay. Because... You know, that that was just something I can't remember when I mentioned that was it in the off season, pre season? It was certainly early in the season, if not pre season, yeah. Yeah, I just said to me it's not gonna work trying to develop two players at the same time. Right. And and I mean I think that's proven the case, isn't it? Um I agree with you completely on that. Um for me, I think I know this is probably a bit of a a subject that a lot of people aren't gonna like or they're gonna go down my throat about, but I'd actually like to see, even just to see it, to see if it works or not, I'd like to see Zach, Damar, Vooch, P-Will, and Drugic. Right. Yeah, I mean, it 
kind of leads me to a next, before I give my answer, into my next part was, do you break up the big three? Well, I mean, that's kind of been happening to a certain degree anyway. Yeah. I mean, they can all, there's no reason why they can't all start because ultimately within two minutes of the game, one of them can be sat down anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And then you may be saving a little bit of ego by doing that. Yeah. Um, well, like you mentioned before, Zach looks a lot better with that second unit. Yeah, I think so. Especially when Dragic is, is there carrying the ball. Yeah. And then I think Demar needs players around him who don't want the ball. Or, right. Or who are, are there waiting if he gets really stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when he's got Zach there, you kind of making Zach stand and watch as well. And that's mm-hmm. when Zach ends up forcing his shots. Right. So, right. I mean, I like how you're starting because he is, well, he started the season all right. He has gone into a bit of a slump, same as P. Will. Um, yeah. But I think that's down to the fact of the fact they're in the starting lineup. I always looked better coming off the bench. I think. Yeah. Um, so to me, he's the sixth man over Caruso. You know, if there is such a thing as a sixth man, you know what I mean? They kind of come in at the same time, don't they, usually? Yeah. Um, well, of course, if I was to start Dragic, though. I just want to like see it. it. I just want to see yeah. how it works, to be honest. It might not work. Okay, grand, it doesn't work. Put it back to the way it was or try something else. But I just I wouldn't mind seeing how it goes, you know, so, yeah, because I, I don't think we've seen Dragic in with that unit at all. No, I mean he did start closing games, didn't he? Yeah, uh, and it kind of works. But I don't know. I mean, I like him with that second unit because he controls that. No, I, I agree. That's the thing, isn't but, it? You know, you kind of want him in both, but you know, obviously, yeah, <laughs> he can't be doing both. He's, he doesn't have the legs for it for a start. Although he's doing pretty good but um i just i just think that when dragic is there kind of like as if lonzo was there it takes the ball out of zach and demar's hands yeah and i you know we all we all know that zach is not a ball handler right yeah (laughs) he's he's proven that over the years time and time again but he is a catch and shoot type player yeah or or a catch and drive type player um, and he's very, very good at it. But when he's the one controlling the tempo and controlling the pace, he, he either, like you say, he forces shots or he makes poor decisions or he starts forcing it, forcing his shots. Yeah. DeMar will just run ISO, 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 ISO. That's why at least if you put the ball into an actual point guard's hands, like Dragic, it's more likely for the ball to be distributed better and it's also more likely for the the attack to be put in through Vooch in the paint, which I've been shouting about for God knows how long. Yeah, and that was my next thing with it, is, I mean, going back to P-Will and Ayo, I've always said with P-Will, it's match-up dependent. Mm, yeah. You know, if we're playing the books, you want him in the starting lineup because he's the only one big enough to try and slow Yanis down. Right. Certain teams, you're not going to need him out there against the starter. 
and he probably looked better going against their second unit. So, yeah, Pewell, I really don't know because <laughs> he's really took a step back again as well. He the, has he's regressed again. He has regressed again, definitely. But going back to the big three, and I mean, you're not going to bench Vooch. That's you're just not are they because no. at the minute even Drummond's not getting any minutes which no he's averaging about subject. five minutes a game at the moment yeah you know so knowing Billy he'd end up starting DJJ at five or something because he likes his small ball lineups doesn't he well we saw that at what was it the start of the fourth quarter in against yeah. Golden State and it was not pretty yeah and it was in the second you know, we saw DJJ and Drummond, didn't we, in the second against Kings when it all went wrong? With all the turnovers. Yeah, because Drummond, well, they're saying that Drummond was in his way. And yeah, so anything before I get on to Drummond, but uh, back to to me, Damar and Vooch don't complement each other very well either. The, the game just doesn't complement each other. Yeah. Because. Go on. If, if you want him Vooch in the paint, Everybody else needs to be out of it. Yeah. And Damar, all right, mid-range to the, towards the paint. By Damar being there, he brings another two defenders in at times, mm-hmm. as well as whoever's watching Vooch. So mm-hmm. Then you've got three big guys in there. So the ball's not going to get to Vooch. So then Damar will flop or pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, brick it, whatever he's doing at the minute. Or, if he does try to kick it out, we've not got any shooters out there. No. Because, well, they're either not ready for it, or they're not set in position, and we end up turning it over, or they're all going through a shooting slump, like Ayo, you know. Or or the ball goes out too late, and, and there's so little time on the shot clock that they're forcing it. Yeah. You know, so if Demar's going to the mid range. Vooch kind of has to go to the arc, and mm-hmm. but then that doesn't work because everybody, oh well, the defense is staying in there. We brick our three, they get the rebound. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's, I mean, but then at the same time, he's not going to bench Demar, is he? No, it, but I mean, if you think back to the start. Or the early earlier games in the season, he was putting Demar into the second unit instead of Zach. And yeah. maybe maybe we need to go back to that a little bit and see how that works out. Because I mean, what we're doing right now, it's it's not working. Yeah, whatever we are doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, there were just a couple of things that I sort of think it didn't. I think. Obviously, the fact that Billy messed with the, the lineups affected the bench as well in these two mm. games because it just didn't look right. The bench has saved us in a lot of games this season, but yeah, it really has. These two in particular, like Kobe was coming in and then he was sitting after two minutes because he couldn't get going. Yeah. And it's like, but surely you've got to give him more than two minutes to try yeah. and get going. You know, if it, for that two minutes he's not playing more defense than he is offense, then he's not going to get going, is he? No. It's, you know, and uh, same with, with Drummond as well. Do you know what I mean? Get, giving him five minutes in a game where you're trying to get back into it, 
probably doesn't help him all that much. No. You know what I mean? And But it's it's kind of coming across to me that at, at the moment, it feels like Billy's kind of a little bit lost on what to do. Yeah, and I because... think a lot of it goes back to what we've said in the previous episodes. It's the roster construction. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, he can go out and he can tell him where to stand and he can tell him where to move the ball to and he can tell him how to, how to get set up for shots. But if they can't hit the shots, that's not on Billy. You know, no. <laughs> you, you know if, if you're trying to set it up to, to have a three-point shot or to open up the floor to kick the ball back out for a three-point shot and you don't have any three-point shooters to hit the shot, what's he supposed to do? Oh, your starting point guards, Alec Caruso, that... Is very up and down with his shooting. <laughs> yeah, well, very, very down and further down with his shooting as it is in the last couple of games. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I love AC. I love what he brings to the team. I love his energy. I love his defense. I love his IQ. But he he isn't a shooter, and he's having a particularly poor shooting spout right now. Um. And, you, you you know, when the rest of your starting three aren't shooting particularly well right now, Zach taken out of that from last night, or from the last game, obviously. Yeah. Your shooting's got to come from something. You can't have a, a starting player coming up with a zero. I mean, you... I haven't got the stats in front of me, but I kind of remember it anyway. But in that Kings game in particular, I don't know how many we shot, but I think we hit nine threes. And Kings were putting up threes for fun. And yeah. luckily for us, they weren't hitting them. I think they ended up with 13. So their advantage there is 12 points. We lost by nine. Uh, yeah, nine. So if we hit another couple of threes, or even three threes, you know what I mean? The game's tied. Yeah. And maybe they don't hit another one of them threes. Because like we say, it changes the momentum of the game. But if you haven't got someone there that can hit three threes, it's, you know what? What are you supposed to do? Exactly. And when you've got your main go-to, it seems is going ISO Demar, and he's not actually doing that well at the minute for whatever reason. Maybe he needs to watch another Batman film or. <laughs> Batman, Dean or whatever. Batman returns. Come on, yeah. we, we need you back. <laughs> yeah, hopefully tomorrow we'll see him put out something on his Instagram or something coming from darkness or whatever it was. Yeah, and uh, he'll go off for about thirty-five points, hopefully, because we don't want him hitting forty because we'll lose. Um, Every time he hits forty, we lose, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, if that's your main point of attack, is going to Demar, like. The teams have sorted it, worked him out now. Don't know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, there's less of them biting on the on the the, the pump fakes than there were before as well. Definitely. Yeah, and he's not getting to the line anywhere near as much. And then that's... when he is getting to the line, he's not hitting them either. Yeah, but that's you know, or he's splitting them more to the point, isn't he? He's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, his percentage isn't what it was. You know, and I called Demar out in that. This is the OKC game, wasn't it? Week, a couple of weeks back now. Or yeah. a week or so ago. And I got shot down for it on Twitter. And I, I, as I explained in the last episode or whenever it was, didn't mean bench him. 
just meant take him out of the game because he's shooting us out of it. Move forward two, three games, and now that's what everyone else is saying. Yeah. You know, and it's... Yeah, you've got to give a player a chance to go through, you know, shoot through a scoring slump. But, you know, because they've got to make their own adjustments and stuff like that. You know, he's got to realise, work out why your shot's not falling. Yeah, but it can't be to the point where it's at the detriment of losing every game. No. So, that, to me, that's where Billy's got to have the balls to, he did it to Zach. He's got to do yes. it to Tamar as well. Uh... See, the thing as well, I think, is if you do it to the type to the type of player that Demar is, I think you've got a better chance of it triggering something in him than it would with Zach anyway. I mean, we all know Zach can pout. <laughs> Whereas I think that Zach, uh, Demar, should I say, would, would take it, internalise it and use it. Yeah. So Watch it would that. actually probably be more beneficial to do it to a player like Demar than it would be to do it to a player like Zach. Yeah, and it kind of leads me into something else, which with a team full of nice guys, and we were right. last year as well. Yeah, you know, we have to. We have, to me, we haven't got a leader. We're not a true leader. We've got people who lead by the play, i.e., Demar. But you know, who's gonna call Demar for? doing what he's doing or not doing more to the point because yeah. Zach's not going to do it no Luke he's not certainly isn't going to do it because he don't really he's not that sort of a person you know Drummond is another veteran but you know Dragic but when they're your bench players and they're struggling with their own things as well they're not really going to you know because everyone's put Demar on this pedestal aren't they with it all and he's the leader of the team now see this is the problem you, you know you, you need a player to be able to do that needs to be playing consistently and there's not one player on the team playing consistently no because otherwise you're not going to be taken seriously by the person you, that they're trying to talk to you know yeah. them saying come on we need to get this together we need to you know we, and they'll be sitting there kind of going yeah but you played shit last night <laughs> do you know I mean, I mean did you see when the players come off after the Kings game no um, it got highlighted about the fact that Zach was walking off sort of head down Drummond went to high five him or whatever and Zach just pretty much blanked him now and I think he did it with a couple of others as well and I've seen yeah. another video where he wills sort of walking off towards Ayo Ayo's there ready to fist bump him whatever he's going to do and P will goes to the guy next to him. I, I, I couldn't see who it was because he was out of out of shot. And I think the one with P will was more. He was confused who to go to <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> you know, it's like because it's not going to blank eye or I, I can't see that. Do you know what I mean? No, I no, no, no. I don't think that that doesn't sound intentional anyway. Um, yeah, I think it was more. I, I don't know if it was like an opposition player or somebody that wasn't on the team that in any sort of way. So he's kind of felt maybe he had to go to him first, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. But do you, with, do you know what, what you said about Zach there? I don't hate that. No, that's what I was going to go. I was just going to go back to that now. A lot of people have said, oh, you know, Zach's spitting his dummy out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
yeah, maybe he is. Good. But within reason, because he's just had the best one of the best games of his career, not just this year, probably the best one of the best games of his career, point wise and stuff like that. And nobody else turned up. No. So you can't, you know, yeah, we're going to highlight the fact that he's done it and put up 40 points. But you can't celebrate anyway because it meant absolutely nothing. That's the thing. And, and look, it's only a few games ago that we were given out about the fact that Zach was sitting down and smiling and laughing after a loss. Yeah. I'm actually happy to hear that he was pissed off. Yeah. Good. And, I mean, you it, should be right. pissed off. It doesn't look good when you're ignoring your teammates, I'll give you that. But is this Zach coming through as the leader? Well, I hope so. Because basically saying, yeah, I've gone out and done my job, but where the go with the rest of you? But see, you know. where where that needs to where that needs to go is if he's carried on sulking and then got changed and got back in his car and hasn't really talked to anyone and he's gone home to his wife and his kid and he's gone, oh, that was that was awful, I hated that, and, and gone gone ahead with his night, then that's not good. Yeah. But if he's gone back into the locker room and then he's started to mouth and at yeah. that point he's turned around to everyone and said, guys, this isn't good enough. Yeah. We need to do better. Look at what, look at what I put out there tonight and nobody was with me. You know, if, if that's happened and, you know, I guess we'll never know or we, we won't know when it matters. If that's happened, that's leadership. Yeah. That's leadership. If he's just pouting and ignoring people and walking off in his drop, that that's just a petulant child. Well, did you see the comment? I think it was Casey Johnson that put him out, and I haven't got him in front of me. But he asked Demar something, and then he asked Zach the same thing, and their answers were a little bit different. Okay. See if I can, I'll let you talk about something. I'll try and find it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, see, this is the this is the point, right? What I'm happy about is I'm happy that Zach is now not sitting around joking about yes. losses or after losses, right? That That is definitely something I'm happy about, but it needs to be used the right way. Yeah. If, if, if he can channel that into continuing to play well and bringing the rest of the team along with him, putting a stick up um, DeMar's ass and saying, look, I know you've had to do it on your own and I'm doing it on my own right now, but if we can do this together... It transforms the team. Yeah. Yeah, I've got other things up now from KC. Uh, I mean, they're the typical answers you'd expect a little in a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but he starts off, Aston Maderosen, what gives him the belief the team will stay connected? And he put, or Damar replied, that's the beauty of sports. When you're down, how do you respond to it? A true competitor is going to pull through. All these guys show frustration, show anger, and that's a great sign. Okay. That, to me, doesn't sound like leadership. Okay. It's a bit passive. Yeah. Asked Zach Levine the same question. That's for the leaders of the team to do. Band together. It's us versus everybody. Nobody is going to help diggers help us dig out of this hole besides us. There will be tough conversations, words said, sometimes you need that. Now that sounds like a leader. Yeah. 
you know that that's to me that's Zach showing how pissed he is yeah I like that response Jamar's kind of gone yeah it's a, a true competitor is going to pull through that's the bit that makes it sound like I saw Damar again. Yeah. yeah. This is on me. Yeah. I don't, don't care what the rest of the team's doing. I'm a true competitor. I'm going to pull through this. That's not a sign of leadership. That's a sign of, I'll show leadership by going out and I'll drop 40 in the next game. Right. And I don't care what the rest of the team's doing. Whereas Zach's gone, we need to band together. It's us versus everybody. Nobody's going to help us dig out of this hole there's going to be tough conversations. Right. Because he's just gone out and put 40-odd points up and they're still lost. Right. And, it, yeah, so, yeah. And you uh, know what? That that kind of mentality, the difference between the two there for me and the way I read that is DeMar's mentality wins games. Yeah. Zach's mentality, in this instance, leads to championships. Well, it goes back as well to the... See if I can find it while I've got him up. The um, when he was asked about the benching of Io and uh, P. Will, mm-hmm. and he basically sort of turned round and uh, Zach turned round and said, "Well, that's his decision or his no his opinion, didn't he?" Mm-hmm. In regards to Billy, yeah, and it kind of comes across like he's going against Billy you know going back to the benching and all that in the first place yeah yeah I, I think there's still a little bit of animosity there for getting benched but to me it's worked because you can set that quote two ways like he is getting at Billy or he's siding with Io and uh, P. Will saying mm-hmm. you know he's still got their back sort of thing again sign yeah. of a leader yeah yeah so, yeah, right. hopefully, this is the start of a new Zach. Hope, hopefully, because we need we need a leader on this team. Yeah, and, and as I'd a franchise guy, I'd love it to be Zach. Yeah, especially being the franchise guy, because it's what right. you expect of him. Right. And I get the sulking. I get all that because he's a player. He wants to play. But he's got to convert it into using the frustration to be better, well, make him better and the rest of the team better. And that's the test for him now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I don't know if you've got anything else on them games. No, no, I don't think so. Just a bit of disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. That's about it, really. I mean, I, I really thought that the Golden State game was out of reach for us and we actually nearly came up with a comeback. And I thought that the Sacramento Kings game was one we could win. And we kind of, like like we've said, nobody showed up except for Zach. So yeah. it's been a frustrating road trip. Uh, hopefully now that we, we're back home for the next few games, we can, um, we can do a bit of damage and get things back on track. Look, I'm not saying or I'm not expecting him to now suddenly go on some big winning streak because I don't think this is necessarily going to be a streaky kind of a team. I think it's going to be more pick up a game, lose a game, pick up a game, lose a game. But, yeah. Um, 
it would be nice if we could kind of put a few games together and the upcoming schedule does leave us with a chance to do so. Yeah, well, quickly send it to our advert and we'll start with that when we come back. Okay. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Yeah, welcome back. Um, like I say, we're going to look at the next... Oh, I've got the next six games wrote down. Um, okay. Home to Wizards, home to Mavs, uh, a trip to Atlanta, and then back-to-back home games against Knicks before a road game against Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't got all of the these teams, their records wrote down, but they're not that far in front of us. No. Um, obviously Wizards is first up tomorrow night yes. uh, Bradley Beal is out with the hamstring strain I think it was yep Javante uh, Green is listed as having a bone bruise likely to be doubtful for the game I've seen going out on Twitter um, so hopefully that bone bruise isn't anything like Lonzo's bone bruise yeah let's hope so <laughs> Um. Yeah, obviously at the minute Bulls are sitting nine and was it nine and fourteen? Nine and fourteen is it? Yeah, so five below five hundred. Now, yeah, nine and fourteen. To me, these six games are very winnable. I think so. I think the toughest one there is going to be the um, the away to the Hawks. Yeah, but they're having their own problems at the minute. They, they, they are the having yeah. they are having their own problems there with, with, uh, uh, with your weasel. your favourite guy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, he decides he don't want to turn up again against us. So. No, but mind you, right. they played better without him. To be fair, I think they, they won that game without him, and then he come back and they lost. So yeah, um, maybe that's when Ayo comes back in the starting lineup to look after his son again. Yeah, um, he certainly locked him down last season. <laughs> I mean, to me, the one I think the one where we'll struggle is Mavs because they seem very similar to us in the fact that they can win. I mean, they beat Suns last night, didn't they? Was it Suns they beat last night? Did they? Uh, I'm sure they did. I didn't know um, last night yet. Yeah, I'm sure they beat Suns last night by quite a scoreline as well. Um, but then the, week, the, the game before, they lost to somebody that you wouldn't expect them to. Yeah. So, very sort of similar to what we're doing, where the winning games you don't expect them to and then losing games where, you know, so to me, these are all flip of the coin games, really. Yeah, you're you're right, actually. The Mavs beat the Suns last night 130 to 111. Yeah. Um, and the Rockets beat the Sixers last night as well. Wow. Sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I think Wizards last time out they lost to Lakers, didn't they? And Anthony Davis put fifty odd points on them. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to come Davis in. Davis has switched it on. They're going to come in pretty peed off as well. Yeah. So to me, that Wizards game is not a given, but we're hopefully fired up. Demar's hopefully definitely fired up after what happened last time. You know, without Bradley Beal, could be a bit of a bonus for us. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do a lot last time, but he did it when it mattered. That was the thing. Well, um, he can't do it if he's sitting down. You know, the two Knicks games, you don't tend to win two back-to-backs, do you? You don't. Uh, um, you know, I'd say I, I think we'll probably take the first one and then the second one, the Knicks will be baying for blood. So it could be... yeah. Could be a tough one to take two wins off them in a row. I mean, they're not on back to back nights either, are they? I don't think. I think there's like a night between, between them. them. Yeah. yeah. And then Timberwolves, who they're just in as much of a mess as we are. They've expected a lot, I think, with their sign ins, but. Yeah. Plus, Carl Anthony Towns is out, isn't he? At the minute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, them six games. Four and two? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. But with this Bulls team, it could quite easily go 0 and 6 as well. <laughs> but they could quite easily go 6 and 0 as well. You, yeah. just, you just don't know no. what. You don't know what you're going to get. No. They certainly that's why wouldn't I'm, be a betting man's team right now. That's why I'm struggling with predictions for it all at the minute. But yeah. we went 4 and 2. That'll make us what? Um, 3 below 500. Okay. And I think. I mean, I wrote the schedule down any further than that, but it, it's not a tough schedule in December. That's the thing. I remember um, us saying that when we did the uh, season review, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see preview, if I can just try and get it up in front of me now. Um, right, Timberwolves, yeah. It, it's all pretty much Eastern teams after that. We're away to Heat. Away to Hawks, away to Knicks, um, home against Rockets, home against Bucks, home against Pistons, home against Cavs to see out December. Okay. And then I think the first game in January is Cavs as well, like a day or two apart. So, okay. Yeah. Um, again, Heat, not fantastic at the minute. Hawks, nice. all over the place. Knicks, third time in a week or so that we were playing them. Be sick of the sight of them by then. Same as Celtics. <laughs> Rockets. Yeah. We found out last year that we can't take them for granted, as the beaters, didn't they? Absolutely not. They're they're actually quite. A, they're, they're a strange team because they're quite a, a good young team. Um, good players, good setup, but they don't seem to have quite got there yet. Yeah. But I think they are a team for the future. You know. And then after that, you got books. At home, um, Pistons at home, Cavs at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just any given night we can win any of them games, but mm-hmm. at the same time, any given night we could get completely blown out in any of them games. Yeah, if we turn up with the wrong attitude, without a leader, without any offensive direction. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, so it's to me it's not all doom and gloom. To no, me, it's not. We get to the end of December, and then we reassess. 
Yes. Yeah. Let's see where, look we're, at at where we're at in 2023. Because, I mean, it's what, the fifth, fifth on the 15th or the 14th, you can start trading your free agent pickups. Yeah. So, move if any moves are going to start coming, it's going to be after then, which is what, next week? Yes. But, I don't expect Bulls to make any moves, not with this continuity bollocks. <laughs> it's clearly not working. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if if, if they actually take a, a genuine look at it and, and realise, okay, we went with continuity. Continuity isn't really working, possibly because they don't have continuity. Um, then maybe they might decide to make a change or two, but I can't see them making any kind of major move. No, I mean, I think a decision's going to have to be made before the All-Star break. Mainly, As to whether or not they're going to chip away at the top three, the big three, you think? Yeah, and I think Vooch is the uh, sacrificial goat sort of thing in that sense. Yeah. You know, he's on an expiring... He's... They've kind of already said, apparently said, haven't they, that Zach and Damar are not available. Yeah, who did that come through? Was that Shams, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Pretty good source then. You know, and we're meant to be having this extension talk with Vooch before the off-season, or in the off-season, pre-season, whatever. (laughs) But that deal could already be signed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out when he turns up next next year. Yeah. yeah, so if anything, it's going to be fringe movements, but I think so. You know, get finally get rid of Tony Bradley. Yeah, you know, and, and to me, this is where one of the big problems we've had this year is the end of bench. There's nobody that they can turn to that's going to have any effect on the game. No. And I know you don't tend to get that with your end of bench players because that's why they're, they're there. You've got two players there on a guaranteed with Tony Bradley and Marco Simonovic. Neither of them are playing. Marco's getting used as a two-way player and he's not a two-way player. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I can't see him getting rid of Marco anyway. If anything, he'll just leave and go to Windy City because that seems to be where he's at. Yeah. But, obviously, and Tony plays Bradley... well down there. He just can't seem to transfer that over to the to the main team yeah and I mean I don't know if you've seen from I think it was last night's Windy City game uh, Costas has um, yeah. had a game for him so who knows he could be our uh, our answer yeah we we could have an answer to Kuwampo playing oh, <laughs> yeah and um, yeah so yeah I mean I've got nothing else I don't know no. if you have. No, absolutely not. I mean, obviously, we've got Wizards tomorrow. Well, it's Thursday morning for us. Mm-hmm. So, we aim to do one Thursday night? Yes. Yeah. And a bit more of a um, recent game review rather than trying yeah. to review yeah. a game that happened four or five days ago. And hopefully a more positive game review as well. So hopefully it'll be with a duck. Fingers crossed. So, as usual, I'll ask you... I know we've just kind of discussed it, but how do you see it going, the Wizards game? 
I, I think we can win the Wizards game, especially with Bradley Beal being out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Look, it's a home game. We're going to have regrouped. We're going to have watched lots of film. We're going to have had lots of conversation. Um, Demar's going to watch Batman. Demar's going to watch Batman. Um, <laughs> and I think we're going to see... I, I, I do genuinely think we're going to see a bounce-back game for Demar anyway, but whether or not that's going to be beneficial to the team or not is, is another thing. But um, I, I think we take that game. I do. I think we take that game. Yeah, I tend to agree, but... Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just one other thing before we send it out. Uh, this weekend, obviously, we've got Mavs and Hawks. And much to the confusion of some on Twitter, the the game, or both games, are actually on the same day for us. For us, yeah. Yeah, they are. Because <laughs> we've got a 1am tip on Sunday morning against the Mavs, and then yeah. a 11.30pm tip against yeah. the Hawks. Yeah. So within a 24-hour period, both games fall into that 24-hour period. Yeah. Just but in case anybody is confused as to why we put the tip times out in UK time. Yeah. That's because, you know, we're a UK-based podcast that are trying to put the information out there for our UK-based people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh yeah, like I say, I've got nothing else, and um, we're going to be back Thursday. Do, and, you, uh, do you want to do the the quarterly player grade reviews, or do you want to leave that for another another night? Uh, yeah, I think we'll leave that for now. Okay. Yeah, so if you're still with us, thanks for listening. As usual, hit us up in the comments if you agree, disagree, whatever, with anything we've said. And as usual, I've been Matt. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil. You can find me on Twitter at Neil CRedUK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the CRedUK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if you can. And until Thursday night, hopefully, wherever you are in the world, <laughs> CRed, go Bulls. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.